Pirates versus Tyrants. This is the Tom Wren Show, where we practice piracy on the enemies of freedom and liberty. Welcome, 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 folks. Okay, lots to talk about today, as usual. And yeah, I'm going to tell you something. You know, I was prepped for the show one way or another. Uh, but this segment, I am, uh, I don't want to say I'm winging it. But this segment, I'm kind of, I'm kind of going from the heart here a little bit, right? We're going to go, we're going to go in a couple different directions and a couple different things. And it's because I've really been going back and forth on how to discuss this. So in the Federalist, we saw today headline, don't miss the most damning Durham finding. And, uh, you know, I look at this this article, and I've read it uh, a couple of times because I really thought it was an interesting article. And the most damning part of the Duren findings is what they talk about, uh, that Durham says, quote, he does not recommend any wholesale changes in guidelines or policies. Ultimately, he continued... Justice comes down to the integrity of the people who take an oath to follow the guidelines. So when we talk about John Durham and his his findings on Trump and everything else, and when we talk about this, you know, we talk about the issues that we have with corruption and the lack of integrity. And the reason that I've been going back and forth and struggling with this segment is because I think it's one of the more profound things that I've read recently. And I think that it's so, so symbolic of the situation that we're facing everywhere, right? What is it that I actually do? Well, I I guess the best way to describe myself professionally is an anti-corruption attorney and activist. Uh, I I don't really know that there's a better way. Well, what's your legal practice? Well, there's some constitutional, some criminal. There's a bunch of things in there that are kind of desperate. Uh, or disparate, and uh, ultimately, I would say that an anti-corruption activist and attorney is the best way to describe me. When I look at that in my work, whether it be as an activist or an attorney, I recognize that the reason for corruption at core is the lack of integrity. Now, when Durham looks at this, he's got all sorts of stuff, all sorts of findings in here. It was a 300 plus pages talking about corruption and wrongdoings and just illegalities and this and that and other. And he still comes to the conclusion that changing a guideline ain't going to do it. You've got to change the hearts and minds of the people that are doing the job, the FBI. Now, part of that tells me that if I'm Donald Trump and if I get in in 2024, that the first thing you got to do is just fire everybody and start over which I don't think there's any question about that because some of these people aren't going to want to change. But I also think that we really have to look at ourselves as a society, as a culture, as a people, and start recognizing what does that mean? Where is this coming from? Now, I'm a Christian. So I think, you know, one of the problems that I have is we were a Christian nation founded on Christian principles, Judeo-Christian principles. And uh, it's just that simple. We taught them. 
Yeah, the history of our education, our public education particularly, is that it was always, always, always based on Christian principles. You know, kids went to church for school. In fact, there weren't schools for many, many years uh, of our nation's history. And instead, what there was was churches that taught kids. And it was because of their desire to help kids to grow to be good people. They, they wanted to grow to be good quality people. Well, that's going away. The foundation of what made America, America, that goodness, that desire for kids to grow up to be good moral people, is, 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 it's not just under attack, it's been destroyed. I mean, we've separated any sort of faith from the school systems. We've separated anything about morality, and instead we're pushing things like transgender and perversion. We're trying to corrupt our children from youth, expose them to ideals of evil rather than good. And as we, as we see that carried forth, you know, these children that were exposed to no legitimate upbringing of any sort, no moral upbringing, no right and wrong, they grow to be adults that have no center, no core. And some of them become FBI agents or DOJ workers, you know, whatever. Well, is it, is it a surprise that these people have become corrupt? We have to change hearts and minds, is what Durham said. And he's right. He's right. You know, you can't, you can't add a policy. If, if, if uh, you know, you can put any policy in place. One of the things I talk about as an attorney, if someone come to me, hey, I need a contract for this, and I need it to be absolutely unbreakable. I need an unbreakable, absolutely just rock solid non-disclosure agreement because this is super secret stuff. Anybody ever discloses it, I want to own their, their firstborn child. The first thing that I tell someone is there is no such thing as an unbreakable contract. There is no such thing as a contract that doesn't have a loophole, nor is there a law that doesn't. The only perfect law is the law of God. The law of man always has problems. Always, always, always. And it doesn't matter how smart I am as an attorney or how good I am as a, as a negotiator. No, nothing I can write will ever be perfect or without loopholes. And ultimately, even if you sign an agreement, uh, you know, the only thing that you can do is penalize someone for, dis, for disavowing that agreement. You can't actually stop them from breaking it. Well, to stop them from breaking it, what you have to have is trust that they have integrity. Integrity is the key here, folks. It's it's foundational to everything we do, and it's something that people just don't seem to understand the value of at this point. John Durham is dealing with a bunch of guys who didn't like Donald Trump, so they sold their sacred duties to our nation and to a president and to everyone around them right down the toilet. They falsified documents. They falsified investigations. They falsified all these things. Most of them probably belong in jail. If they're willing to do those things, do you really think a new guideline or policy at the FBI is going to make any difference? No. It's the same thing with the COVID thing. You know, I say this with COVID, right? you got a bunch of people who don't mind killing kids by giving them a vaccine for a disease that doesn't hurt them that creates a risk in them. Well, do you think that these same people are going to do right by us anywhere else? Do you think they're going to have a problem with lying to you about what's in the vaccine or how it works? Of course not. Of course not. Amoral people aren't going to be moral sometimes. You know, you either have integrity or you don't. The concept of integrity is foundational to the issues we face as a nation, in my opinion. 
You know, when we look at what's happening here, and as I go through this article, the indictment, they say it's damning, and it is. It's damning. Now, these guys, they didn't follow the guidelines. They didn't do what they were supposed to do. They, they intentionally misled the public. Whatever they had to do to get Donald Trump, to stop Donald Trump, the deep state was the insurance policy against Trump. And it's not just, you know, a few bureaucrats in the FBI. It's the entirety of our intelligence community. This comes from the top down, folks. The, the intel community is the one calling shots here. They've got people in the DOJ and the FBI. These are the people. When that core, when you've got a rotten core, there's no fixing it, right? Um, the integrity's gone. And the thing is, is you can always find a loophole in the rules, guidelines, and laws. So if you if you don't have people whose desire it is to follow the spirit of the law, the spirit of what's occurring, then they're going to always be able to find a way around it. They're going to always be able to find a way to cover up what they did that was illegal or wrong. That's what's happening in Washington. Washington is so corrupted and so morally bankrupt, as are many of our state capitals, that there's just, there is no fixing it until we start bringing integrity back. This is why I have such a problem with our politicians. You know, you, you tell me, well, I'm going to do another investigation. Great. Great. Why aren't you uh, proposing a, uh, some sort of an indictment or, uh, you know, in Biden's case, why aren't we trying to throw him out of office? You know, why, why aren't you doing that? Well, you know, I don't know politically. Well, here's the thing. I need you guys, you elected officials, to have some courage and integrity. I need someone to lead the fight to stand for integrity. That means all the way, brother, all the way. Not halfway. Not, well, I'm going to do an investigation and get a whole lot of news coverage and everybody will high-five me for being a good conservative patriot. No. No, I'm done with that. I want to know what you're going to do when the rubber meets the road. Who's going to be the first to push for criminal charges? Who's going to be the first? And understand the congressman cannot file criminal charges in, in the most part. There's very few things a congressman can do to facilitate criminal charges. But uh, how about throwing Biden out of office? Who's going to be the first to introduce articles of impeachment? Don't tell me, well, you know, the speaker won't hear it. I don't care. I don't care. This guy deserves impeach. If the speaker won't hear it, let's do a vote of no confidence and find a new speaker. You can do that. Remember those rules? Remember that? We need people of substance and character to lead a fight. We need people of substance and character to demonstrate what integrity is in Washington, D.C. and in our state capitals. We need people who will stand. Right now, I'm working uh, to find different people who will sponsor legislation on the state level because no one will do it on the federal. Uh, if anybody is willing on the federal, please reach out to me. I'll help you. But I'm looking. You know what I ask, folks? First thing I ask. Are you willing to fight? Because if you sponsor something that I'm backing, it's it's going to be a fight. You're going to get ripped by Democrats. You're going to get ripped by Republicans. You're going to get ripped by everybody. But someone needs to find the damn courage to lead with integrity, without fear. We need someone to do that. I'm trying to do my part. 
but I'm a nobody. I'm an attorney. I'm a, you know, I'm not an elected official. I'm not a big shot. Uh, integrity, integrity, integrity. We find this everywhere. And the lack of integrity is the reason that we're so divided and broken as a nation. What happens when there's a lack of integrity? Well, it's easy to sow distrust, right? Um, I told one of my friends this morning, I was talking, I had a meeting this morning, and I was talking to him, I said, listen, because we were talking about integrity, I said, well, I said, you you guys know, I mean, and this was off record, it was just, it was just friends in a meeting talking about this and talking about how we were going to work on this project. And uh, the one of the ladies in this meeting, I said, listen, I lead with integrity. And I said, I do that intentionally. I said, I said, you know, the thing is, is if I ever sell out, well, that's going to destroy everything I've built, right? Because every time I do this, I try and lead with integrity. And if by doing that, I'm doing something to myself, right? So when I lead with integrity in every single instance, what happens is, is if I were to sell out, that would so undercut my position and be hugely damaging to my work and to who I am and everything else, even more so than someone who's just working. But I push that integrity issue anyways. And the reason I do that is because I know it makes me accountable. It makes me accountable amongst my friends, amongst the people I work with. They know that if I tell them all of their back that I will because I have integrity. And if I don't, I lose my I lose my standing because that's what I've built my work on. It keeps me accountable, right? It keeps me accountable. I embrace it. I try and live it. We need some people in D.C. to do that. We need some people in our state capitals to do that. Try, and, try to embrace integrity. Own your mistakes. Own the mistakes that you've made. You will continue to make mistakes. I still make them. But once I do, what I do to try and deal with it is to tell people, yeah, I screwed up. Uh, when I make a mistake, I try and own it. The courage to try and do what's right over what's easy is the difference between integrity and what most people have. Uh, what's right is very rarely the easy thing. Uh, what's right is usually far more difficult, far more cumbersome, and far harder to do. And I think fighting for what's right over what's easy is, uh, well, I think it's foundational. It's foundational. Uh, our nation is founded on Judeo-Christian principles, on people doing what was right over what was easy. Our revolutionary war, our freedom, uh, were, were won by people who fought for what was right over what was easy. The Civil War was won by people who fought for what was right over what was easy. The end of segregation, the civil rights movement, was won by people who fought for what was right over what was easy. Think it was easy for Rosa Parks to do what she did? Oh, but it was right. It was right. The heroes that have made our nation great were people that didn't, not people who just sold out and agreed to get along and found ways to negotiate and scored political points. Our nation was made great by heroes who fought, who stood for what was right, not what was easy, who stood against what was easy, and instead fought for what was right. We have to teach this to our kids. The schools are trying to teach our kids otherwise. Oh, just don't fight with anything. Just follow along. Go along to get along. You know, the t schools are, they're abhorrent. 
what they're doing and what they're teaching. There are no principles, no values. It's up to you, the moms and the dads. It's up to all of us. We have to start elevating each other and fighting to make each other better. What's right and what's easier, just not the same thing. And if we want to preserve our country, as John Durham so eloquently put it, we need to be fighting to change the hearts and minds, getting people to recognize doing what's right is much better than what's easy. Uh, I hope you'll help me do that. I hope you'll share TomRems.com. I hope you'll share this show. Uh, you know, follow me, support me at RemsTom on Twitter, at TomRems on True Social. Just share my Substack. Get it out there. You know, if you subscribe, it's free. If you pay, it goes to the fight. Anything that we raise goes to the fight. I've got to give, send, go. I need help with that. We, we need funding. Uh, your funding helps me fight. If you believe in what we're doing, if you believe in our fight, if you believe in our message, help me share it. Help me get it out. The first thing I ask that you do is if you don't, you, I don't care if you don't have a dime, send me a prayer. Please continue to pray for us. The prayers have worked better than anything else. Pray for us, share us, and then support us. Thank you all. We will be right back. Trouble getting to sleep and staying asleep is infuriating. Your mind races, you toss and turn. Nutrition company Healthy Cell created REM sleep to help you quickly fall asleep, stay asleep, and sleep deep. Unlike other supplements that don't work, REM sleep is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients, supporting all four stages of sleep. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code out loud. Here on America Out Loud, we emphasize optimal health, and air is the most essential element for life. The average person inhales over 35 pounds of air every day, yet we seldom think about how to rid the air of pathogens swiftly and safely when we need to. The Genesis Fogger Plus HOCL is the only way to quickly and naturally restore air to its optimal condition. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud for a free ebook on everything you need to know about HOCL and receive a 15% discount on the Genesis Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you'll be ready for what's next. Whether you're an independent, a Democrat, or a Republican, one thing remains true. Airborne viruses love us equally. You've all heard Malcolm and the great Dr. Peter McCullough talk about the advanced nasal solution Cofix Rx. Cofix is made in the USA and recommended by thousands of doctors and pharmacists nationwide. Did you know that doctors and nurses have been swabbing their noses with povidone iodine to protect from airborne threats like colds, flus, and pandemic era strains for decades? Cofix RX took that idea and made a more complete nasal formula with lasting cleansing effects. Maybe you're traveling soon or going to an event. Are you concerned somebody nearby might be sick? Maybe the office or classroom stresses you out. Get yourself a bottle of Cofix Rx nasal solution. Spray goodbye to colds and flus with a Cofix Rx nasal solution cleanse. That's cofixrx.com. Save 20% by using promo code OUTLOUD at cofixrx.com. Okay, folks, welcome back. Uh, kind of a different topic, and I got a couple topics I want to hit on here because I want to get to some uh, mRNA food issues. But I want to talk a little bit about one other thing. 
So I was speaking with someone who I consider a friend, uh, and this is going to be a surprising name for you all, right? Okay, this is going to, I want you guys to brace yourself. If you know this name, you're going to be very surprised I call her a friend. Uh, Congressman Cynthia McKinney, right? So hardcore Democrat, comes from the left, uh, has said more than a few things that are considered controversial over the years. Uh, Cynthia McKinney. So I met Cynthia because we were working together on some uh, some free speech stuff, some censorship stuff. And uh, we're on the same page. We both agree that whether you like it or dislike it, uh, everybody's got the right to speak and we got to protect it. And, you know, it's an interesting thing. As I talked to Cynthia and as we continue to work together, and by the way, we're still working on this, on some free speech stuff. We're working together to try and promote free speech. Uh, I don't have to agree with what you say to believe that you have the right to say it. And uh, I've, I've really grown to respect her in a lot of ways. Now, again, I am quite confident to say that she probably doesn't agree with everything I think. And, and that's probably true of myself as well. But at the end of the day, we work together in a very profound level uh, on pushing, you know, what can we do to end censorship? And you might be surprised. So my people, my patriot brothers and sisters, you know, my freedom fighting brothers and sisters would look at Cynthia and say, oh, well, she's a, you know, she's a leftist. She's this, she's that. She is a believer in free speech. Why did I bring this up? Well, because I want to bring up a couple of things. And one of the things I'm going to get to is, is a, something related to race. Uh, but I've learned some things from Cynthia. Now, this is important. And I'm going to tie this in with some other stuff as well. So, you know, another person that I had the opportunity to interview with recently was Naomi Wolf. Naomi Wolf worked for the Clintons, right? I mean, that's not exactly, you know, my, my people, right? And I'm a patriot. I'm a conservative. You know, I don't believe a lot of this. But, you know, here's the thing. Cynthia and Naomi were both against a lot of wars and a lot of things and, uh, you know, had some real suspicions around 9-11 in terms of, you know, the Iraq war and things like that. And I'm going to be honest with you. Hindsight, I've got some questions about that, too. At the time, I was all in. I was wrong. My point is, is that uh, I don't think anybody's going to question my patriot credentials. If you are, I'd be happy to, to take that fight up with you. I'm a God family country guy through and through, and I've put my money where my mouth is for three years now. I mean, I haven't stopped fighting for freedom since the day they, they locked us down. But... With that, I want to tell you that one of the most important things that I get the opportunity to do is talk to people like Cynthia, Naomi, and others who are on or originally from the other side of the aisle. You know, a lot of the great doctors that I work with in the COVID fight are historically Democrats. A lot of these guys. Um, Bobby Kennedy comes from a long line of Democrats. Uh, these are all people that I really respect and I like. These are good people. And it's an important thing that I talk about this because it's the first the first segment we talked about integrity. And I want to make the point that integrity uh, doesn't mean Democrat or Republican. 
to me, integrity has a lot more to do with, you know, doing your homework and then standing for for whatever principle you stand for and standing behind it and not selling out on it, you know, things like that. Now, we may have different positions on these principles, but every now and then you can have a different position and still have integrity. Well, this is, I think, foundational because as we look at what's happening in America right now, we see the push for division. And I want to distinguish between division in terms of I've got, we've got divided ideals on certain policies and division between hating each other. I don't really hate anybody. Uh, I don't think hate's a good thing. I think it's a real negative thing generally. Uh, I do believe in justice, though. And there's a really critical point there that you've got to to distinguish. Justice is never about hate or revenge. Justice is about ensuring that justice is done, that that the oppressed, that the, the, the downtrodden, that the victims are given a measure of recompense, right? Justice is crucial, and without justice, we don't get anywhere. Well, speaking of justice... So I was talking to Cynthia, and I was talking about this whole black-white racism thing, right? So you all know where I stand on it. I am a huge MLK fan, content of character, not the color of skin. I don't believe anybody deserves a leg up, whether you're black, white, yellow, or green. I don't care what's happened. I've never tried to keep anybody down, so why should I have to, to apologize for things I didn't do? And so on and so forth, right? So I, I look at all this, and and uh, and Cynthia and I, I mean, and this is a credit to her. Cynthia had a very open discussion. She listened. She didn't. She didn't say shut up. You're a racist. She listened. She talked to me. And isn't that amazing? Because now I'm going to tell you that I learned something from her. So when we were talking about this, one of the things that became clear to me is Cynthia says, "Well, that's true." You, you know, you, you may not be someone who's ever tried to oppress anybody. And I'm paraphrasing here. She said it much more eloquently than I can. Uh, but she said, you may not be someone who's ever been racist, who's ever, you know, tried to keep someone down. But for a fair bit of time in our country's history, people that look like me, Cynthia said this, you know, people that look like her. So it's the people who were black, people who were of color. Uh, were kept down, and they were kept down because of how they looked. And because of that, you know, this is something that's very offensive and a deeply held issue for the, the people that that happened to. And she said, you know, it's not that the, and she didn't say it exactly. I wish I could uh, could quote her on this, but I can't. But basically, recognition that that's a reality, that there are certain things that happened in our past that were offensive and were wrong, is I think a critical component of the healing process. And my, my conversation with her really led to that. And I think that's an important thing. And I wanted to share that with you all, right? Because I am the first guy to come out and tell you, listen, I'm not into this whole uh, CRT nonsense. I think it's bigoted garbage. I don't like it. And I don't. I don't. But at the same time, uh, you know, I recognize, I recognize, and uh, perhaps haven't communicated well, but I want to make sure that I take time to recognize 
the importance and the admiration I have for my black brothers and sisters, my brown brothers and sisters, the people of all different races out there because that have, have been a part or that, that overcame, you know, the, the history that overcame the history because it was a lot of tough things. Rosa Parks, I talk about her a lot. True hero, right? She did what was right over what was easy. Um, I think we got to, I think one of the things that we on the, on the, the, the Patriot side and uh, the, particularly the white guys, right? I'm a white guy, right? And when I say I'm tired of hearing your CRT whining, that that's true. And I am, and I'm not, I stand by that. Uh, and I'm against anything related to that. And I won't, that's not going to change. But at the same time, I think it's important to recognize and to, you know, the, I don't know that, uh, I don't know that this, I don't know, I can't speak for Cynthia. I wouldn't pr- uh, pretend to, but I will tell you this. I don't know if, uh, if she realized how much respect and admiration I have for the people that had the courage to fight back against that moral wrong. Uh, there, there is a lot of respect in it. And I think most patriots feel that way. I, mean, I don't know anyone in the patriot movement that says, I don't like you because of the color of your skin. That's not a patriot thing. That's a piece of garbage, right? Um, so when I hear this, I just thought it was an interesting thing. And, you know, folks, integrity dictates that when you learn something, you take it. Now, like I said, this doesn't change my opinion. CRT is the most bigoted nonsense I've ever heard. And I think more, more racism is being promoted right now than ever before. Uh, but I do think that, that that one particular part of the argument is something that is critical for us to recognize. Recognizing the historical things that occurred. I will tell you this, though. Uh, both Cynthia, Cynthia and I did agree together that uh, a lot of the historical push to divide people based on the color of their skin was done for the same reason it's being done today, to divide us, to prevent us from talking to each other, to prevent us from coming together as free and unified Americans. And uh, it's been the same people. It's always been people trying to pick winners and losers. And I thought it was just a great conversation. And I got a boot out of this, folks, because I don't, you know, I you look in the press, uh, boy, you, I get portrayed this, portrayed that. But, you know, it's a great honor and privilege to learn from people who got different perspective than me. And uh, I thought that was a great conversation. So that's that. That's that. Uh, but my thanks to Cynthia and uh, to, to anyone else because uh, that takes the time to teach me and to argue with me and to debate with me because that is how I learned. And I appreciate the opportunity to share it. Um, Dr. Mercola. And uh, Joe Mercola is, I mean, this is a crazy, crazy smart guy. Uh, it does great work. Uh, it does uh, uh, the Mercola report. And on uh, the certain report today, we got an article from Joe. And uh, it talks about mRNA in the food supply and uh, biowarfare through the food supply. And he goes through a bunch of stuff and he talks about these crooks that you know are involved with the gates foundation that are involved with the food supply um and how you know the gates foundation has been supporting and pushing this and uh you know apparently i wasn't aware of this but apparently some of these guys came after mercola for talking about the gates of synthetic meat which is 
to my mind, uh, one of the most dangerous products in history. Uh, it's absolutely horrific that these guys would would do something like this. Um, but, uh, yeah, this is a really interesting thing. Now, I want to talk about some of the funding that's gone into this that uh, uh, Mercola points out, right? And uh, one of the groups that he talks about is the Center for Science in the Public Interest, right, which is a leftist group sponsored by a bunch of leftist crews and, and nutcases. Uh, they're, they're sponsored and funded by, according to this article, the Rockefeller Foundation, the Rockefeller Family Fund, Bloomberg. So I haven't talked a ton about the Rockefeller Foundation, but I know that I know because I have whistleblower documents on the Rockefeller Foundation that the Rockefeller Foundation spends an immense amount of time researching uh, anyone who's speaking out about them in the public. So Rockefellers, uh, turn on your recorders because this is me talking about y'all. So we do have a bunch of whistleblower documents from the Rock Rockefeller Foundation, Rockefeller groups. Um, I haven't made them public yet. I'm not sure if I'm going to. Uh, but we know a fair bit about these guys and what they do. Uh, and remember, this is a group that was involved with uh, eugenics work way, way back when. Uh, they, uh, you know, they claim to cut off ties to this. Uh, I don't know, maybe pre-World War II. I'm not sure. Um, but, you know, it's an interesting thing. A lot of this, Gates Foundation, Rockefellers, I mean, all these people seem to have, uh, at one point or another, had ties to eugenics in one way or another. It's very shocking and, and confusing. You would think these good people wouldn't be involved with that. But uh, Bloomberg, well, Bloomberg's a piece of garbage in my mind. But, uh, you know, all these people seem to be tied in and uh, promoting propaganda and different things about you know these different things that are uh, related to modified and, and altered foods. Uh, you also have mentioned in this article, uh, the Biotechnology Innovation Organization, BIO, and uh, their ties to some of these different, different groups, different things, things that they do to try and promote this stuff. A lot of this ends up being funded by Gates and his crew, which uh, he's very, very, very active in food. Everybody knows about Gates' pharma work, but did you know how active he is in food? This is a very big deal, folks. The reason it's such a big deal is that uh, uh, you got to understand that pharma and big ag are one and the same. They're almost indistinguishable. So when we look at what's going on with, uh, with big ag, you have to recognize that it's it's very often the result of, of work with big pharma and the genetically modified foods and animals and things like that. These things are genetically modified and genetic modification is where you're seeing this big pharma stuff, right? And whether they're modifying an animal, a fruit, a vegetable, or a human, it's still all screwed with genes. And that's that's kind of the core thing here is they want to control the genetics of everything on this planet for some reason. So. Anyways, that's what Gates is doing, and, uh, you know, they're doing it with all sorts of different processes and pushing it in there, but uh, this is really an interesting thing to see, 
And an interesting thing to watch because they're integrating, you know, food and biotech and bio uh, this and bio that. And by the way, uh, this bio organization, not only is it, you know, they're also tied in with the DOD, you know, our DOD that, that helped create COVID. Uh, this is a really incestuous group and it's all, all, all tied in to our food supply. The food supply is something you need to be watching, folks. It's a very dangerous thing that's occurring. They're messing with it. They're messing with the genetics and everything else. And, you know, McCullough and I have been working real hard. We've gotten a bunch of stuff out uh, on the mRNA and the food supply. And, uh, you know, frankly, uh, this, is, this is a real big deal. This is a real, real big deal. And, in fact, uh, they mentioned House Bill 1169. Uh, Joe, I'm gonna. This is me passing you a little love note. Never mentioned my name in this article. Uh, hey, discern report. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm doing a little bit of work here, guys. Uh, you, you throw me a bone. No, I'm kidding. Um, but uh, you know, this is a really important thing. It's a good article. It's good, 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 good from beginning to end. So. I'd encourage you to take a look. I'd also encourage you to support our work. Go to TomRens.com. Share this show, The Tom Renz Show. Help us get it out. Get it out everywhere. Share it so people listen to it. And then support our sponsors. The Outloud Network runs this show. Outloud Network does a lot of good things. And uh, pretty much every sponsor they have is a good sponsor. If you click on the, the banner codes, if you click on, on any of our sponsor links and you use the Outloud code at checkout, you can support us, and it's a really big deal that you do that. Uh, we we need that support to keep things going. Got to keep the show lights on if you want us to keep producing this stuff. So support us, and we will be right back. Well, the out loud truth was the rallying call that started it all. A wide spectrum of programming from world and political news to societal, your health, and cultural stories. Seven amazing years of news stories, informative podcasts, and great talk radio. America Out Loud Talk Radio. The liberty and justice for all. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company launched the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. The Wellness Company's chief medical board designed every supplement and medical protocol with your health in mind. From groundbreaking supplements like the Spike Support Formula to unique care like freedom from Big Pharma. Join a healthcare system that puts your health and well-being above the interest of Big Pharma's bottom line. It's the way healthcare should be, with a company that shares your values. Go to outloudcare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. Maintaining a strong immune system has never been more critical. Nutrition company Healthy Cell created Immune Super Boost to help you strengthen your immunity. Unlike other supplements that don't work, Immune Super Boost is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed nutrients proven to support immunity, like vitamin C, D3, zinc, elderberry, and echinacea. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. 
HealthyCell.com, code out loud. Okay, folks, welcome back. Time for the Stack O Stuff. World famous, well known, or at least the six people who listen to me know all about the Stack of Stuff segment. Uh, we really, you know, what we need to do is we need to start doing. I need to pretend I'm a professional and have some uh, some music playing or something when I'm uh, coming into the Stack of Stuff show. Yeah, uh, we need like a, a Stack of Stuff theme song. Rush did that with some things. He always had great theme songs for different things. And uh, I need a Stack O Stuff theme song. I don't know. We find some great song that's really funny that no one's ever heard of. It's obscure. and yeah, That'd be great. I would love that. Um, so Stack of Stuff. My buddy J.D. Rucker. JDRucker.com. He's got some... Yeah, I mean, this guy is... I, I don't... He might be the only one that I know that he could possibly be as busy as me. I mean, this guy must not sleep. He's always working on something. Uh, but JD is a good guy, and he's got this headline, Five Ways the Leftist Bear Hug of Illegal Alien Superiority is all about the Great Reset. And uh, I really uh, I, I appreciated this story. Um believe i don't know if it's a subsect but it's definitely on his uh his uh his uh, website here but anyways a number of different things right so the first one he's got here is uh democrat voters right and he says obvious you know bringing in these people you've got people who are going to likely uh, have kids that become Democrat voters, right? These people are going to be put on uh, the Democrat dole. They're going to be put on this, the that, the other. And uh, the babies they produce will be American citizens because if you're born here, you're a citizen. And uh, you'll likely be a Democrat voter. Anchor babies, right? Future Democrats. I think that's a, it, it's an obvious one. But it's, it's, also, it's also very... And, and correct, frankly. Uh, number two, destruction of our economy. Uh, quote, also well documented is how economically crippling illegal immigration is. Their tax dollar, taxpayer dollars spent in ludicrous amounts to process illegal aliens, let alone clothe, feed, and house them. Job stealing, uh, which is reality. I mean, and by the way, uh, the job stealing thing is an important thing, right? When an illegal alien comes into our country and takes a job, and there's this whole, oh, they take the jobs no one will take. No, that's not true. That's not true. Uh, they take the jobs that, that people can get away with not paying someone adequately to do. So what happens is, is the illegals come to the United States, and they get paid pennies on the dollar to do crappy work. Americans wouldn't take the job. So if Americans wouldn't take the job and you didn't fill the job with illegals, well, what would happen? Well, the pay would go up. The market would control. You know, how much is it worth to have you, uh, you know, do whatever it is that you're doing? So it actually suppresses wages for work, the working class is what this does. And it's the people at the top that don't want to have to pay those higher wages, the people that own the big companies and do these different things. Now, there would be an entirely an entire restructuring of our market if we didn't keep bringing in that cheap labor. 
but you know, who's to say that's necessarily a bad thing? Uh, third point, tension and chaos. Uh, according to JD, uh, quote, whether it's Black Lives Matter, defund the police, reparations, trans lunacy, grooming, or any other examples of cultural Marxism driving conversations and fueling tension, the left has become adept at making Americans hate each other. Uh, illegal alien superiority may be their coup de grace to drive us into civil war scenario where martial law is required to place state is officially anointed. Well, they're kicking, he points out that they're kicking homeless veterans out to make room for illegals. They're talking about all these things that, that they're doing to, uh, to, to put illegals ahead of American citizens, and it's going to make people mad. Well, he's right. It does create tension and chaos. Why are we supporting non-citizens over citizens? This doesn't make sense, and particularly over veterans. I mean, who supports that policy? People come here and break the law coming here, and we're going to support them. And listen, I'm a human rights guy, right? I, you know, I help anybody I can. I think if you come to this country and we can help you, that's great. But we got to have it be legal. We got to have it be controlled. You know, if we want to allow a certain number of, of people to, you know, come to this country in a year, that's fine. But we got to manage that. We can't just have it be chaos because it's destroying the country. It's a bad thing. Okay. Uh, number four, owning nothing and being happy. Well, uh, you know, that's what the World Economic Forum is pushing, right? Uh, this, this is absolutely their goal. Klaus Schwab says, you know, you the Great Reset, you'll own nothing and you'll be happy about it. It says illegal aliens are being given everything they need to survive. They become wards of the state, and as such, they've been made into a social experiment through the powers that be will prove we do not need private ownership in order to survive. So J.D.'s thought on this is essentially that, uh, you know, these illegals are a, a test run. Let's see what it looks like to make people wards of the state where we just totally give them what we think they need and to hell with everything else. I don't know. That seems like a, a reasonable possibility. I won't discount it. Um, and then for the final is elimination of national sovereignty. And this is, to my mind, one of the most critical things, and I don't disagree with him. When we have no borders, we have no sovereignty. If we can't control who is in our country and who is not, what it means to be an American and what it doesn't, then we don't have an America. At its most basic level, illegal immigration is about the elimination of sovereignty because when you have no borders, you have no country, right? If the borders are meaningless, then the country is meaningless. And that's really a serious issue, and I, I agree with him. So anyways, he's got some interesting points here. Uh, I always like J.D., so you know, take a peek at that. Uh, headline, uh, Reclaim the Net. Rumble posts revenue growth of 336%. Uh, Rumble is the only free speech dedicated company to go public, and so its growth is worth watching. Well, that is worth watching. I think that's a pretty interesting thing. 336% increase in revenue. Wonder why that is. Wonder who that revenue is coming from. Former YouTube people, right? Nobody's doing YouTube anymore. Everybody's done with that, that garbage. There's too many people that, that still use it, but it, I mean, it's really moving away. Um, 
According, the company noted a 3% increase in average estimated minutes watched per month to 10.8 billion, 82% rise in the number of hours uploaded video content per day. Uh, average global active users a month late grew by 17%. Um, and uh, it's just, they're, they're booming. They're booming, right? Rumble is booming. And the reason that they're booming is that they're, they're, they, they're not censoring. People want a place they can go and not be censored. Now, this is a very big deal. Now, I don't know the people that run Rumble. It makes me a little nervous that they're publicly traded because I worry about, uh, you know, the black rocks of the world taking control of them. And that could happen. But right now, uh, Rumble is based on free speech. They're doing a good job with that. And as long as that continues happening, we'll continue supporting. But, uh, you know, it's it's very clear what, why, when, and how. Uh, go woke, get broke. Uh, so anyways, next headline. Democrat lawmakers reintroduce bill to pack the U.S. Supreme Court, add four more liberal judges. So this is absurd, folks. This is just absurd. You know, these Democrats, you know, first of all, there's zero chance of this even being considered in the Republican House. Second of all, the idea that they're still pushing this is just horrific. It's just horrific. Uh, You know, they're, they're arguing that we need to add a bunch of crooked leftist scumbags to the Supreme Court who will completely dishonor the Constitution and will judge based on political affiliation rather than law uh, for, you know, for, for no reason other than to continue the path of destroying America. I mean, you look at the people sponsoring this. You got uh, Ed Markley, uh, Tina Smith, Elizabeth Warren, Jerry Nadler, Hank Johnson, Corey Bush, Adam Schiff. I mean, it's like a clown show. Yeah, I mean, it's just absolutely ridiculous. And the fact that this is even something that they're entertaining, let alone, you know, introducing, absolute embarrassment, absolute embarrassment. Um, I don't know, folks. I don't know. Uh, All right, here. Let's see what else have we got. What else have we got? Uh, Okay, Becker News. This is an important story. Okay, headline, judge gets an unredacted copy of transgender shooters manifesto, but Covenant School has filed a lawsuit to block its release. What? Judge in Nashville has received an unredacted copy of a manifesto written by a shooter who killed three nine-year-olds and three adults during Christian shooting in March. The manifesto found at the residence of the shooter uh, you know, they don't, there's debate over whether it should be released. Now, FBI didn't want to release it. It's been delayed multiple times. Everybody wants to see what's in there. Why? What is the problem here? Uh, why, why, are they, why are they hiding this? You know, this psychopath killed a bunch of kids. I want to know why. Now, everybody's speculating that the, the psychopath is talking about being trans and trans this and trans that. 
Um, but the, here we see that the, the school uh, is arguing against this. Why is the school? Why is the school? Um, you know, I, I think that this is really an important thing. It needs to be out there. And I don't care who's opposing it. I don't think it should be. You know, the, the, the manifesto is foundational. And I'm, I'm going to be real honest. Uh, for me, when the school opposes this, it makes me question what the school might have done that, this, that the shooter you know, uh, referenced. Now, maybe this is all stuff about a, a trans shooter uh, you know, ranting against Christianity. But when the school starts opposing this, the question I have is, what's the school got to hide? What is there to hide? You know, if you guys didn't do anything wrong, if what the school, if what this trans shooter said doesn't point to the school doing something wrong, why would you even be opposed to being released? All that their opposition has done is make me very curious as to what it is that, the, that, that it references with regards to school. I think that's abhorrent. And so, you know, that's a big deal to me. And, uh, I, yeah, I just don't know. I don't know. But what I do know is you don't hide things unless you got something to hide, folks. And I don't trust a whole lot of people on this planet anymore. Too many good people have lied about too many bad things. So just put it out there. Let's share it. Let the people figure out what it means. Okay. My, my good buddy, Mike Adams, I just interviewed with him, I want to say, yesterday. Uh, natural news. Good guy. I like Mike. Uh, headline, FBI surveillance contractor infiltrated chat rooms, monitored skeptics of COVID jabs. Ooh, that is a pretty big deal, folks. That is a pretty big deal. You know, if these guys are monitoring and sticking in just because you're a COVID skeptic, what does that tell you? What does that tell you, folks? The FBI's corruption is mind-blowing. Monitoring people because they have questions about COVID? Absolutely shocking. This is an unacceptable situation, folks. Uh, there's no warrant. There's no reason for them to do this. You can't just randomly investigate people. I mean, this is, this is uh, depending on the nature of what they did, it may have been illegal. I don't know, folks. The FBI needs to be eliminated. We talked about in the first segment. We talked about Durham and uh, you know the fact that that this can't be fixed with a guideline or policy change. It's it's fixing the broken, corrupted hearts of uh, of the the FBI agents who are are no longer respecting the law. It's true. It's just true, folks. You know we've got to we've got to get back to uh, to the truth of the matter. What's going on? Reality of things, and we, we just can't fix this or address this any further uh, by by policy change or anything like that. We've got to get back to morality and integrity, discernment, uh, people believing in America and believing in justice. Till that happens, we're in serious trouble, folks. And uh, I just simply don't know. I don't know what we can do other than to fight forward on this and to continue pushing. Uh, 
we've got a, we've got law enforcement agencies and intelligence agencies in the United States that are essentially accountable to no one that are not enforcing the law. And in fact, they're actually arguably breaking the law themselves and uh, just clearly going after the First Amendment rights of people. I have every right to say these COVID vaccines are deadly because they are. I have every right to question them. And it's a good thing that I stood up and did what I did because if I didn't, more people would be sick and dying from these poisons. This crooked FBI trying to intimidate and shut people down, that's what they did. How many more people died because all the people at the FBI intimidated or tried to shut up with their disinformation and government lies? It's a damn good thing that there were a few people out there that were willing to stand against these monsters despite the persecution that we received. Because if not for our work on that, where do you think we would have been left? What do you think would have happened, folks? I don't think it would have been real good. They're even more dead, more injured. Uh, just, it's sick. It is sick, folks. I want to encourage you all to go to TomRents.com. Uh, the economy's crashing. Everything's crashing. Go to bh-pm.com. Get yourself some gold. Uh, you need to keep the gold on hand. bh-pm.com. TomRents sent you. It's a big deal. It'll get you, uh, you know, they send you physical gold. Sorcini's a good guy. And, uh, you know, I, I just really want to tell you, I think this is an important thing. It's, a, it's you know, it's central bank digital currencies coming, folks. Uh, also, get yourself some Cofix and some Genesis HOCL. Uh, those two products, they, they will kill germs if you've got them and stop them from transmitting in your house and your family. You want to have these two products on hand. They're great products. I use them. I appreciate them. And uh, you want them, you want them around to just keep going safe. You should, just share our show, share our network, support the America Out Loud Network, and we will be back very soon.